Hey everybody, welcome to The Fresh Life with Jasmine Marie. And I'm Chris Marvell. A little bit about us, we've been together for over a decade and we have two little boys. And we're here to provide you fresh ideas, fresh energy, and fresh inspiration. Welcome to The Fresh Life. to have you back. Thank you to all of our listeners and all of our subscribers and everyone that's taken time to write a comment or a review. We greatly appreciate you guys. So we're here and you know it's uh, another cold and lightly snowy day here in Cleveland but um, we are here to make sure that we can unthaw an area of many of your lives through our experience which is finance. Mm, Look at those words. You're just a wordsmith. It's a. I don't take any credit. I give the. I, I give the credit to the man above, as LeBron would say. He always says the man above. You know, the the big guy in the sky. He really does. He never. He never really calls him like he like you know the man above, the big guy in the sky, the one who knows all, the master of the universe. What do you do? Like God. Call him God, bro. Like are you scared? All right, that's fine. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about finances. Uh, and so, I am of the ilk that. You know, when it comes to finances, whether it's in your personal life or, uh, you know, in a couple, you mean if you're in a relationship, that it's important to really get some things like down to some basics, because I didn't come from a household where I seen success in how to operate finances. Not necessarily success, um, because I don't. I think that many people equate success and finances with being rich. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the ability to manage your money to where you can take care of your bills, run a household, and have a little bit left over to do what you want to do. Like, that's that's a, that's a productive way of using money. Now, if you can get to a place where you have more than enough and you're living in abundance, that's even better. But guess what? Even when you get to that place, you have even more responsibility to... Um, use your money a certain way. So um, I think one of the things that I always like to discuss is, especially if you're in a relationship or if you're single, find out who does what best with the money. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're single, maybe it's, you know, consulting with your parents, you know, letting them know, like, what's your goals, um, what areas that you need some assistance in, some guidance. Um, Maybe it's getting a financial advisor as you get a little older. Uh, finding somebody that can hold you accountable to your spending and maybe your taxes or your life insurance. It's finding out who does best. If it's you, great, run with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a relationship, uh, you know, I think that it's important for you or your partner to decide clearly who's the quarterback and who's the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think it eliminates a lot of confrontation, a lot of arguments. Um, it gives the relationship some security, some foundation. The things are just are, that are really important to um, the success of a relationship. So, talking about finances, understanding who does what better, getting the understanding of what the budget is going to be, and things like that. I think it's just really vital. So I was when we first got uh, together. I was the spender. You know, it was just it was very natural for me. And the reason I was the spender is because it's not because I like to spend money. It was because my personality, A, was I was just naturally a giver. And then also, I didn't have the discipline to take care of what mattered first, first. 
And so you end up spending money that you're making on anything you see fit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think that it's I don't think that people are necessarily always in a poverty situation because they don't have enough money. They just haven't gotten to a disciplined place to take care of the things that are first and that put their lives in a better situation first than having fun with their money. So in our relationship, um, I was the one who kind of took over our finances in the beginning. I mean, I still do mm-hmm. mainly take over our finances. So we, when we first got together, while we were still dating, we opened up a joint account. That was important. Yeah, that was important. I don't know how that came about. I know it was your account at... at U.S. Bank. Yeah, U.S. Bank. But I didn't know how we became joint on there or why. Well, we just went up there. And I think it was just something that we had decided that we needed to do. Maybe it was for the wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but yeah, maybe it was. It was a decision that we were, that came to us really easily. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we talked about that we talk about a lot when we were, you know, coaching uh, relationships one to one, because we do a lot of relationship coaching, you know, just one to one. But when we were doing that, one of the things that we used to always talk about is having a joint account. Like being able to put all your money in the beginning when you get your money into one account. Mm-hmm. Both paychecks direct deposited into the same account. And so people always, they, 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 you know, a lot of people always look at us, wince their eyes and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. y'all really do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that it works for us. Like, we have our own separate accounts, but the primary account is primary. Yeah. It is food, gas, lights, kids. You know, it's, it's everything that is vital to our life. Mm-hmm. Now, if we have extra, then great. But, man, if you're ever living in a situation you don't have extra and y'all got separate accounts, I know there was a couple that went on. They were planning a vacation, and one for, they had separate accounts. And so one, but they were married. One person had enough money to go on the vacation. The other person didn't. So the other person didn't go on vacation. That is the craziest story. That really happened? It really happened. Like the other, there was a major argument. I remember having a conversation with the husband and the other person went on vacation because the other person, again, didn't spend their money. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just even, it's even worse, you know, because Mm -hmm. bills, you know, you're splitting the bills. Like if you're dating and you find yourself living with somebody, okay, a, that's the reason that you shouldn't be dating and necessarily living together because that causes a whole another business friction. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're married and you're splitting bills, when do you guys come together and say we are doing good in our finances? Mm-hmm. Like the to, yeah, the togetherness, the oneness. Like um, you take care of this, you take care of this. It just doesn't ever seem like. Um, it seems to me like, in my opinion, which is, you know, of course, limited, but it just seems like there's, like, a lack of trust or, like, a lack of giving all of myself over. Like, I, we keep these things separate, mm-hmm. you know? I would agree. I I would agree. It's weird because everything else you do together, mm-hmm. like, you have sex together. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like one of y'all is doing your thing on the couch and the other person sitting right next to you and, like, well, you, you know? Be. I mean, you could be mm-hmm. now. You could, be, you could be, but it ain't the best. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, you're leaving out the part where blending it together makes it all the better. Yeah. But I'm saying it's the same thing with your finances. Like, if you're 
if you're if you go if you both got money, one of the biggest assets, especially if you're married, one of the biggest assets of getting married is is, is, is having the combined income. It is one of the biggest combatants against poverty. So if you're going into it, you know, actually separating yourself still, what makes you together? How are you still not acting single? all that to say we have a joint account and it works really well for us so these are things that we've learned along the way that works well for us that makes our life a fresh life for us so we just wanted to give you some tidbits so we have a joint account where both of our accounts i mean both of our paychecks go into um direct deposited into our joint account our joint accounts where all of our bills are paid every single bill and every single need of our house including daycare food gas groceries Okay, you name it, that's there. And you if you want, in? and here's the thing I was going to say, if you all want um, a, a template of the spreadsheet that Jasmine uses um, for the, you know, for a budget for your house, uh, you know, please email us at info at thefreshlifebrand.com. That's a way, you know, we can actually send that, uh, that template of a budget out to you. So maybe it's a useful tool for you or for your household, but you know, I look back over, you know, our relationship and our life and how one of us is a spender and one of us is a saver. And there's pluses and minuses to both of that. So for those of you who are listening, who have been criticized for either being a spender or a saver, I'm going to give you my pluses of being a, of having a relationship with a saver. And then I'll let Jasmine give the pluses on having a relationship with a spender. So for me, Having a saver, like, in the relationship is so vital because she keeps us on track. She allows us the the boundaries to, A, have a warm place to sleep at night by taking care of making sure that the bills are paid. Um, you know, she also makes sure that we have some guidance, that we have some direction as to what we're doing. Like, we can both talk about the vision for our house. But without somebody to implement that, then you're off course, like, all the time. But then she also retrains our house to not get everything we want. So we can make enough money throughout the month, but if we're treating that money like it's just, like, going to come to us so easily all the time, which, A, I believe through affirmation, and my wife does too, and she said this, that money flows to us easily. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing to affirm but you can't treat money like it's coming out the sky. Mm -hmm. And so our kids know that every time they want to go to Mitchell's ice cream, mm -hmm. we can't go to Mitchell's ice cream. And that starts at the top, that the leadership with her and I is we don't spend everything we have because then what do we have? So if we want to take a spontaneous vacation or we want to buy some gifts or we want to give to someone, if all of our money went to things, that satisfied our, 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 our souls and, you know, and we just wasted money. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like, what type of lifestyle is that? What are we, how are we able to help other people if we're just taking care of what satisfies us and, and gratifies us in those small moments? So to me, that's where, the, that's where the saver comes in. Like, it allows us to be givers. It allows us to have boundaries and set a course for our children. Um, and it allows you to build. You know, we want to, you know, continue to pile on assets and to build a legacy for our children so that when we're gone, they have things to to have. Right, right. Okay, so thank you for valuing that in me. Um, I value you being a spender because um, 
you helped me to live life, right? So you put me in situations where I normally wouldn't say yes to and the spontaneity, spontaneity of that. So I love that aspect because I'm not that much of a risk taker. So you just treating us to massages or you um, booking a random trip for us to go somewhere or buy me jewelry that I wouldn't buy for myself or perfume, like things. I don't, I'm not a, and also um, gifts is Chris love language, right? So it's one of his higher love language. It's not his chief, but it's, it's up there. See, um, gifts are not a love language for me, but I enjoy receiving them. And Chris does things for me that I definitely wouldn't do for myself on top of the fact that I'm very conscious about our, about finances. So I wouldn't buy myself the perfume and not that I couldn't afford it. It's just that like, I'm not putting my money there and I wouldn't buy me the necklace or the earrings, but Chris is going to buy it for me. Because, um, number one, we have it. And number two, um, he wants to give. So he helps me. So that's just like in gifts, but also just like enjoying life, going out to dinner more or, um, going on a trip or when we're at a trip doing things that I would never have thought to do, you know, because not only, not only because I wouldn't have thought to do them, but because I'm just more conscious of like how we're spending money. And I learned, I learned one time I had a budget. We were like in Miami. And I had a, we had a thousand dollar budget for this trip while we were there. Like we had a thousand dollars in cash that we took and we were there for like, what, five days. And I remember just giving the money to Chris and like, you plan it all. Like whatever you want to do, you do, this is the budget. And I had such a good time once I relinquished control. I said, we could, like, we had like, I mean, we had my birthday dinner at, where were we at? At um the Mandarin, at the Mandarin, at the Mandarin Bay, our bill came up to like three fifty six. It was the highest bill we have ever had in our life. We took a picture of it, and we're twenty five years old. And I remember like that was like one of the first nights. And then we had a, got a car. We had got like a top down a uh, drop Camaro. <laughs> Camaro. Yes, and like the whole time I'm just still thinking to him like we could afford this. We could afford this. We could afford this. And I think like one of those last nights we were like eating five guys, but we had the best trip. And I'm just learning like once I'm not over it, especially like, in vacations or something, like I have such a, so much of a better time. We went to the Marlins game. We had the best vacation. But anyways, okay. So I say all that to say he just helps me to enjoy life. So you, so we, I was first talking about how we have a joint account, and in our joint account we have. Um, the bulk of our money, let's just say like 85 to 90% of our check goes into our joint account. Then we have like, um, okay, I take that back. 10% goes into our savings and like another 10% goes into our personal account. So like 80% of our checks go into our joint account. And then we have both have our personal accounts and we, and we have a savings account. So that's pretty much how it works. Of course, with all the other deductions that come out of our checks, like insurance and retirement and 401k and blah, 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 blah. But like, that's the gist of how we kind of like do our finances and that works. So like for our joint accounts, it's like Everything that you just kind of want for yourself that you don't take out the main account or that we don't have to have a conversation about. Because if it's coming out of the joint, we're normally going to talk about it, especially if it's like more than what, like 60 bucks. Like if it's like 50 to 60 bucks, it's going to be a conversation about it. But if you just want to like, so my my nails and my feet, like if I want to get that done, that's probably like 70, 80 bucks. 
So I'm going to just take that out of my joint, so it, I mean, my personal, so that it's not a conversation that we have to have. And Chris likes to give massages and things like that, so he's just going to take that out of his personal so it's not a conversation that we have to have. Another part that I think that people struggle in is that things come up. You know, your friend calls you, you know, hey girl, you wanna go on this trip in, you know, next month. Well, that's not a part of it. If you already had something planned, you had to get the house painted. Or you, you know, had something planned for a birthday party that you knew was gonna cost you some money. You have to be honest with yourself. You can't do everything. Yeah. And you and if you try to do everything, you'll stretch yourself. Yeah. One of the I think the most important thing that I learned and you know we were talking about this recently was how important peace is. Um and as I've gotten older, there's a few ways that I have tried to manage my peace a little bit better. One is if I am if I have somewhere to go and I know that I want some Starbucks before I get to this meeting or you know whatever I have to do, if I have not you know, appropriated my time correctly and budgeted my time because the budget is not just money. It's also how you budget your time um, and how you budget, your, you know, your resources aside from money. But when I don't budget my time correctly and I try to force feed that Starbucks in that time, it causes me to lose my peace because now I'm moving faster. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm moving You're quickly anxious. and I'm anxious. Yeah, and and so, yeah, so now I'm just like, and so now I'm frustrated and so what, as I, what I've learned as I've gotten older is if you didn't budget your time appropriately, you don't get Starbucks. Mm -hmm. That's like you cost yourself that. Mm -hmm. So now you just need to go to where you need to go, be there on time or be there early so that when you get there, you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. Your mind is right. You're not frazzled, sweating and, you know, yelling at other people who ain't did nothing. They they driving where they got to go. They they don't they work third shift and they on their way home. Here you are, frazzled because you didn't appropriate your time. Right. So it's the same thing with the budget. Yep. If you haven't appropriated your money, you know, and and made use of it correctly, then you can't be upset because somebody gave you two weeks to plan for something. Mm -hmm. Because maybe two weeks for them is enough time mm -hmm. to make sure. I mean, somebody could ask you, you want to go to movies next week. If you've been blowing your money around and you needed two weeks to go to the movies, you need to really readjust. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you mad because they didn't give you some heads up on their kid's party coming up and they want a birthday gift. And you're like, now they knew that, you know, they this this party was coming up. They ain't tell me nothing about this party. You knew their kid's birthday was January 1st. Mm -hmm. It was January 1st last year. Mm -hmm. But you mad because you blew all your money on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that you have to be honest in how you look at your goals, how you look at your budget, and just making sure that you're that, that you are being a steward over your money. Right. That was a hard thing for me because again, I didn't see that. My mom was doing what the best she could with what she had. So I didn't learn how to deal with having a, more money than the month. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't that was something I learned. Like mm -hmm. if we had if if we had extra money, like it was all it was dope. Like, it was super dope. So it, it, I didn't learn that. I was able to learn that from you mm -hmm. because you were a little bit more accustomed to that. And so you understood the importance of a budget, taking care of the things that, you know, that come first. Mm -hmm. That took me a while. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, when I was a little girl, my mom taught me how to balance my checkbook and how to always keep a register. And so I think it was it always kind of just made sense to me that like what I bring in, I have to have a budget for and I can't spend everything that I bring in and I have to have some leftovers, some reserve. And even like being young, you know, you just don't want no overdraft fees, you know, you just so um, I did learn those type of skills, and that's just also how my brain works. So we, I have an Excel file that has all of our monthly expenses and all the due dates that they're due, and I just pay accordingly. I mean, I think there's still some areas definitely that we can get better in as far as a budget because sometimes we do go over budget or sometimes we do spend without um, like figuring out what the budget is for the month because it might change um, you know, depending on like if our gas bill is higher because of the winter months or um, if, you know, life happens, you know, the car needs breaks. We just went through that, like stuff like that. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that sometimes before we even do the budget for the month, we might just start spending or, or buying gifts or whatever it might be. And so we can still do better with that, but we do have a system. So the system... All we would have to do is just sit down like, okay, let's make sure you do the budget or Jazz, do the budget and let me know the numbers, you know, something like that. So um, I normally pay all the bills for our family. Chris has access. Like I have a spreadsheet that has all the websites, uh, the username and the password. Chris has access to that spreadsheet so he can pay all the bills if he wants to. But that's just something that I normally do. And sometimes when I'm slipping or, or like, and we have to talk about it, I'm like, babe, like I have not looked at our spreadsheet all week or all month like I need to really get on that just to make sure I'm paying everything I'm not missing anything because that helps me I don't like automatic withdrawal I know I know people are probably like just put everything on automatic withdrawal but I don't like that so I just normally go in and pay everything when it's due or before it's due like I probably sit down like twice a month and just like pay everything up or whatever so that kind of works for us um Chris are you do you enjoy being hands-off with not having to log in and pay the bills so it's an area that you know and I think that I, I really I, I truly view my life as a long pathway you know like I know that if I was running a mile I'm I'm on like lap two you know like and I know that my you know 40s and 50s is lap three and that, you know, that 60 through 70, 80 range is my final lap. You're a four by four runner. Yes, I am. Like, 100%. You have four laps to go. And I got, yeah, and I got two laps to go. It's okay, though. I feel great about this second lap. And the second lap is maybe not the lap that I may learn how to take control of the finance. Like, that may not be the lap that I'm on. But it is something I desire. Like, in lap one, I had no desire of learning how to cook. I had zero desire, as a matter of fact. Like, I grew up watching other people cook for me. If we had sound effects right now, I would just like, we're learning how to cook. Yeah, learn how to cook. So now I have learned how to cook. It's a passion. It's a joy of mine. Sorry, that was my sound effect. And (laughs) and the thing is, I knew that I wanted to learn how to cook. And I told Jazz that, you know. And so now I know that I want to get to a place where I can just be a chief and, you know, understand how to do the budget and, you know, execute these numbers that way. It's a desire of mine. Numbers don't come easily to me. Words do. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a, a place that I'm very comfortable in, but mm-hmm. I can get there. I'm willing to do that so that we can have more power in our relationship. Yeah. And the other thing about it, I think, too, is that Chris' just personality is just more easygoing. So, like, especially, like, in the beginning of our relationship, like, when money was, like, tight sometimes, I would freak out about 
having $100 to Friday and it's Monday. And Chris will look at me and be like, we have $100 to Friday and you tripping? Like, you said 100 right? Like, you know what we can do with that $100? And so I think just that perspective will make him such a better person over the finances because, like, I'll verbally tell him, like, baby, we no swiping from the joint account. We really got to stay within the budget. Things are tight. And then when he kind of looks at things, it's like I'm overreacting a little bit. So I love that about his personality because he just brings balance to it. But he also, like, you know, money is security for, I think, a lot of women. And I think so for men, too. I don't, I don't, I can only speak from my point of view. But money for me is, it, it, it means security. And so when we have a lot of it, um, you know, I feel more secure. And then when we're having less of it or things are tight, I'm feeling a little bit more insecure. And I don't really think Chris rolls that wave. You don't go up and down like I do. So I remember when, and I'll just be transparent. I remember when, um, you know, we've had moments where we've had to reach out for help, yeah. you know, and yeah. we had the moment where we moved, we left our apartment downtown and moved in with your parents to yeah. save money for our house. Um, and, you know, I remember also when we had, we were up, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in our account. But the thing is, for me, is that both of them don't necessarily, you know, of course they make you happier, but it doesn't cause me to view my stance and my relationship any differently. I don't view myself any differently. Like, I don't view myself as being weak or, you know, stupid or incapable because I don't have something. I also don't view myself as being superior if I have more. I am just looking at, I'm trying to find peace. Like, that's really where my measurement stands. Like, if 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 money gives me more peace, if it gives me a, if it gives me a fractions of peace, because you can have money and no peace, but if it gives me that fraction of peace in that area of finance, then great. Um, because some people, you know, have a bank account full of money. You know, a few. Well, let's say not a bank account. They got a you know a few thousands or tens of thousands, but they have no assets or they have no investments or they have no retirement plan. They have nothing else in store for their for their legacy, for their posterity, but they got a, a few dollars in the bank, and they're 46, 7 years old. So they're running out of time to really put themselves in this position to make this money matter. That's lack of peace to me. Like, I would rather, you know, be on the climb, you know, in my 30s, trying to figure it out, than, and, and you know, and I have, when we have things in place, you know, like, we have some, some investments, or, and, and then we're still accumulating those investments, and you know, we're still looking to gain even more assets. And um, so we're, we're looking. We have the life insurance. We have all the things that you need to say, if something ever happened to us, our kids are going to be straight. But I think that peace for me is not the amount. It's just, am I comfortable where we are? Well, I was talking about, like, you riding those waves of up and down and how, like, do you think it's just your upbringing that just allows you to kind of, you never go too high or too low about money. Like even if we, even if we didn't have any money, even if the account goes negative and we have overdraft fees, like you're not ever freaking out about that. I think a, a bit of that is I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen really bad. You know, like I've seen days where like my mom may not have eaten food. You know, or you know, like where she she made food for us, but 
you know, she just sacrificed that night. You know, like she might have eaten, she might have, she might have eaten during the day, but she sacrificed that night. You know, because she, we didn't have enough. Or you know, her and I were laughing about just the other day about you know probably twenty years ago. We no, probably more than that, twenty five years ago, where there was like a food truck that would pull up. You know, in the inner city, and it would give out groceries. Like that's that's a real thing. You know, like and that's some I've never shared publicly. You know, but it's. It's a real thing, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But moms used to struggle. You know, we had some, um, you know, my my father-in-law, um, you know, was, is that an in-law? That's not an in-law. No. Yeah. My, yeah, my, my stepfather. Um, at the time, yeah, your dad's my in-law. Shout out to Pops. Shout out to Papa Lewis. Uh, but... My stepfather at the time uh, was really battling with some substance abuses, and, you know, it caused us to be in some dire straits, man, like, you know, taking, you know, clothes out the house, taking, you know, electronics and, you know, money out the house. And so I know what it looks like when you don't really have. And, and you don't know where the next is coming from. I think that's another thing. Like, so say even in the past when we have had the account negative or whatever, you know, like, in two days is Friday. Like, where sometimes it's like for a lot of times, even probably growing up, where it's like, I don't know when it's going to come or when the break is going to come. Yeah, I mean, we were relying on government assistance, you know, to get us through. Mm-hmm. And the reason that, and when I say relying is because, my mom was really doing it by herself. When somebody has like an issue health-wise or mentally, you know, and their income fluctuates based on their health, mm-hmm. like you can't rely on two people. So now you have a household built on two incomes, but you're not getting that, so you know, sufficiently. So yeah, we were you know dealing with food stamps, and so when I look at where I am today, and where I live today, and kind of how we can move and shake, I know that us having you know, two, three hundred dollars, you know, I I just know I just I I have a very realistic aspect of what that looks like. And so even more today, you know, when we're not necessarily always looking at, you know, uh, we got fifty dollars, we're not in that situation. But still, even if if it was like, man, listen, Chris, we got, you know, we got to, you know, put this thousand up in the account, you know, this week or, you know, whatever it might be. I appreciate that infinitely more mm-hmm. just because of what we went through mm-hmm. as a kid. It's a whole different ball game for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. So I, th- I think we might have to do part two. You think is it has, okay? Part two, it is. To. I think we have to come back and do part two. But maybe what we'll do is we want to come back and get your feedback on you know finances. That would be great. But also. Learn about finances, or what questions do you have for us about how we handle our finances? I think if we can engage in that conversation, it can kind of like give us direction for part two. Absolutely. So, Jazz, I do want to stop and just ask you real quick. First off, thank you for joining. You know, me again, hand in hand, <laughs> talking about finances. Um, it's you know really awesome just to be able to sit with your partner and talk about money, man. It's it's we're in a blessed place. Like you know, God has been good to us, and so. Um, we've been, we've had the many lessons, uh, trust. Mm-hmm. We have seen the dark times mm-hmm. and we have, you know, so life is good. And so we're just, we're here to share that knowledge to those who may have just got married last week. Mm-hmm. Those who may be on the cusp of getting married. 
Uh, we could talk about marriage and budget, getting your know, wedding and but I mean, we could talk about all this stuff, um, and we would love to share. So wins for today. When I talk about you know what the wins for today are, which is an awesome thing. So we have this thing that we say, what's our wins for today? And wins for today is what is going to, when by the end of the day, what makes me feel like I won the day, that I captured the day, you know, I ruled the day because I don't get this day back. So for me today is I wanted to make sure that, you know, I took care of some maintenance for the car. Um, I wanted to make sure I deposited this check. Uh, I wanted to record this podcast to get this content out to you guys. I also want to do some writing later. I want to take my kid to go to basketball. And those are my wins for today. Because once I set those, I don't have to, in my mind, think I got to do all these things. Because I can't do all these things. So those are my wins for today. Jasmine, what are your wins for today? Okay, so yeah. So that so those things, work on Lewis Unlimited, Mondays are my heavy day, record the podcast, and then... um. I, so we do wins for day, but we also do, as you guys know, you hear us say it all the time, we do hard things. So we also come up with like the hard things we're gonna do today, and um, we just kind of do this like amongst ourselves. So we just always trying to give you guys strategies that work well for us, things that um, has helped our relationship along the way. So Chris might ask me in the morning, "What's your wins for today?" And then that also gives him an idea of what my day is going to look like. It gives him structure to my day. Um, it helps, like you know, just overall. You know, if I say, "Well, I got a lot of work to do for LUI, and I'm going to record a podcast," then he knows, like, okay, she's going to be in her office for most of the day, and then at some point, me and her are going to get together. So that just always gives gives him a little front load, and, and vice versa. Like he tells me he has to go get breaks done, so I know he's going to be out the house. He tells me he has to take Caleb later. Then I know like him and Caleb are going to be gone this evening for at, around dinner time. So it kind of just front loads us too, but it also helps us stay accountable to what our goals are and just making sure like that no matter what we succeeded, we got, we felt accomplished that day. And so the other thing we asked each other is what your, what's the hard thing you're going to do today? And that just like helps on so many levels. Like it's the things that you probably don't want to do or that's difficult to do, but you know that the outcome of it is it just helps you live the best version of you. So the hard thing I'm going to do today is, like we talked earlier, is to have a four to six no screen time for everybody in the house. And that's what me and Chris were just having that conversation with our boys about just isolation and just the need to connect more. And we're just sensing that energy in our house. And so we just wanted to make a change in that. So we wanted to implement like a four to six, no screen for everybody, just to set the tone and um, an example too. So that's the hard thing I'm going to do. What's the hard thing you're doing today? The hard thing that I'm going to do today is I'm going to attempt to write um, 2,000 words today. Wow. In my upcoming upcoming a, publication, for someone that's not a writer, that just seems like a whole lot of work. Yeah, I mean, what is that like? Three, four pages? It's like four, four, four or five pages. Okay, that's it's still not a too lot. Bad. Is that double spaced? It'd be like six. Wow, it's not bad though. I mean, it's, but it's good. Two thousand words is doable. You should be able to do two thousand. It's a good words. night of writing. It's a good night of writing. Now you're gonna do this at night. Yes. After everybody goes to I bed. will definitely do it at night when there's no when there's no distraction. Well, I think you're going to get that done. I think I will. So listen, y'all, thank y'all for joining us. Yes, please join the conversation about finances and any questions you have for us or um, want to know how we handle certain things. We'll be happy to answer it. 
and it's just again just giving you a fresh perspective just giving you what works for us and how we've been able to um win so bon voyage